What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode, and it's including your man Doozy and your boy AT. So, what's good, y'all? And we have a very, very big discussion we need to talk about today, and it's regarding the WWE and their most recent releases as of today's date, which is June 2nd, 2021. So, Antoine, go ahead and start it off for us. So, today is is kind of a sad day, like, for all the fans. But now on top of that, some of the WWE wrestlers out there, the people that were cut today were Braun Strowman, Lana, Ruby Riot, Aleister Black, and Eddie Murphy. Sorry, and Murphy. Sorry. Sorry, Murphy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> uh, that was terrible. Um, but no, Murphy. Um, but let me get straight right into it. Um, I want to talk about why why they cut, or not even why, just just to recap of it. Like, it's hard to explain. I barely got any words because how bad because how bad this cut was. Um, just w- a little while ago, just, you know, to get people up to date, they released, or Aleister Black released, that he got cut randomly. He didn't even know he was going to get cut. That's crazy. And he did do it. He went on, he went on Twitch. He did a live stream that he's like, yo, I'm good. Everything good here. I know I got cut. I'm kind of sad, but let me explain to you what happened in the full story so people won't be like, why'd you cut Alistair Black? He was a little pencil star and all that stuff. So I'm glad that he went on Twitch and went on live on Instagram and explained his side of the story of, of why he got cut just randomly out the blue. Oh boy. I'm ready, but not ready. This is almost, I, as, sad. This is almost as sad as Avengers Endgame. For real, this is... Just about, but not quite there yet, but still just about. <laughs> but go ahead. But, yeah, first thing I want to get into, um I'm gonna I'm gonna go by each wrestler. Of course. You have right. to. First one I'm gonna start off is with Braun Strowman. Um the powerhouse. You're the you're gonna get these hands. I always like that that little that little saying that he does. Does it like the name Strowman, the Strowman Express? Every time he says to a wrestler, "You're gonna get these hands." That those three words. Every time, every time I hear those words, I'm like, "Bruh, I know something big's about to come. I know he's about to do damage in the ring." It's Braun Strowman. He's a powerhouse. We always love powerhouses in the WWE. And what's sad is you you saw him. Everybody that watched WrestleMania Backlash um, watched and seen that match. If y'all want to know what I'm talking about, WWE World Heavyweight Championship, Lashley defending it 
against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman in a triple threat match. That match was good. I'm not going to lie. Me and Dozy both watched it. Yeah. We the match. Yeah. It was actually one of the best matches of the night. I loved it. I'm not going to I'm not going to count you. I loved it. But to be, you know, obviously the the hurt that he felt during the match, I was like, "All right, yeah, I know you you lost this match, but I know you're going to get another opportunity down the line." 2 weeks later, you got released. Jesus. Well, oh, even no no people no, like I, I don't know if he did something wrong to Vince McMahon, if Mitch, Vince McMahon just didn't see anything any more potential in him, if if you know I don't I don't know what. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he got allegations against him. We don't know. We we certainly don't know. But I really hope that WWE can reflect on this. And take it as a serious point that, yo, you just cut not one of the – you just cut one of the biggest potential stars besides Roman Reigns because that's a different episode for a different day. But you just cut one of the stars that was going to be on its way to a WWE championship reign. Not Universal Championship because we've seen that. Yeah. Continental Championship because we've seen that. Yeah. Not team championships. Have we seen that twice? Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about a WWE World Heavyweight. What did I say again? Heavyweight championship <laughs> ring. But nah, you decided to cut him two weeks later. Why WWE? We need answers. A hell of a lot of answers. And it's not. And it's not just Braun Strowman that we were shook about. It was the fact that. Not only was it Braun Strowman, but it was Alistair Black, it Murphy, was... Lana, Ruby Riot. And I just feel like the list is going to continue going on until the end of the year. Like, okay, so, like, okay, okay, so pretty much, pretty much how I want to go about it is me and Tuan, we, we are, I wouldn't say we're diehard fans, but we're definitely wrestling fanboys it doesn't matter what promotion what what type of show it is but my life i've been built around watching wwe ever since i was maybe about five years old and i've seen so many wrestlers come and go i've seen so many wrestlers rise to the top i've seen so many wrestlers pass i've seen wrestlers go downhill with their um out of life situations concernings but with braun Strowman. There was so much potential within that guy. It's unreal to know that he's been cut. It's, he's been released. When I saw the news this morning, I was on Instagram and Antoine shared it to me. And I was like, nah, this is fake news. Antoine was like, nah, look at it. And I went on WWE.com and it was official. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they did this. And and it's And it's just the fact that like Tuan was saying, he literally just had a world championship triple threat match at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, he didn't win, but he definitely looked good. No homo. <laughs> but he, <laughs> he, he looked good, though. McIntyre looked good, and obviously the champ looked good. So, I mean, if I, had a, if I had to work around the WWE, like, let's pretend I was a creative. I would just keep pushing Braun until that world title picture, until he actually 
is destined to get it. And I just felt like with this time of generation with WWE, I just feel like with WWE, they just don't know what they want. I just don't know who they want as their face. Because as of right now, their face of the company is Mr. Roman Reigns, tribal chief, head of the table, champion of choice. But that's another episode for another day. So Braun Strowman is pretty much the big show of this generation. Because if you guys were to ever see and watched Big Show back in the late 90s, early 2000s, he was a monster. He was a beast. He was pretty much what Braun Strowman is today. But just the fact that how things were going, I don't know. I'm just in complete shock that they actually did this. Like, (laughs) I really thought it was fake news. Like, when I saw this, because I was shook when Andrade um, left WWE because I heard he was coming back because he had a bad shoulder injury. But he actually left. Like, he left. And I was I was like, that's not a shocker. But then when it came to the Samoa Joe release, when it came to Peyton Royce, when it came to Billy Kay's release, I was like, okay, things are going downhill really fast. And now, here's today. Braun Strowman being released. Alistair Black being released. Buddy, Buddy Murphy being released. Ruby Riot being released. Lana. Lana, out of anybody on that roster, is released. But... In all honest respect, I do appreciate them for their time. I did enjoy the memories that they gave us, and I do wish them all the best luck in their future, in their future collaborations. Like I, I feel the same way. Like those you saying. Um, one thing I want to pour out with, with I'm, I want to talk about more about Braun Strowman, and I'm going to get into everybody else. Um. I I really wanted to see that WWE reign badly. It was it was his time to become WWE Championship, but but they kept wasting him and wasting him and wasting him. They were more focused on they were more focused on Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre right now, which is not bad. It's not a bad thing, but, but I mean, Drew you know, had too much chances. Bobby's in, the, Bobby's in the middle of a historic title reign right now, so it's kind of logical for Braun Strowman to be next to dethrone him. But yet again, he can't do that unless Drew McIntyre's around. Drew, Drew, Drew McIntyre had so much chances to regain it back. So much chances. Usually, most mostly I've seen wrestlers with chances is maybe like two to three. Drew McIntyre had like four to five. And I get he's supposed to be the poster boy for Monday Night Raw, and I understand that completely. But it's like, but it's like they're pushing him to be the John Cena of the early 2006 to 2009 era of Monday Night Raw, which wasn't bad, but it was kind of fans at the time. Me, I was still a kid, you know. I was still only like nine, ten years old. I didn't care because John Cena was the shit. But the fans that were like. 14, 15, 16 years old and older, they were kind of getting tired of Cena because they already seen Cena develop as a wrestler over the time. But us, when we were kids, we would just see John Cena as this superhero that will never surrender, that will never die. Yeah, I feel you. Everybody knew it, it was coming. Look, I just, I just hope that wherever, wherever uh, Braun Strowman goes next, no matter if it's a uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling or or AEW. I just want to see him do good. 
In all honesty, though, I hope W learned their lesson after these recent releases. I would love to see Alistair Black in AEW. I would love to see Buddy Murphy in AEW. I would definitely love to see Braun Strowman in AEW. But it's just, it depends on how they work them as a storyline and as a character. It really depends. Because if your audience is not liking them, there's a really good chance they're not going to put you out in front of that TV, in front of that crowd. Which is sad. That's how most um, wrestling brands are nowadays. But it's always been like that. But you know how the demographic is now. There's more kids watching WWE. So, you know, the kids are going to be looking up to the ones that are more appealing, that are more out there. But Braun Strowman, I just... (laughs) Especially with the live crowds, especially with the live crowds coming back on July 16th. Like, I don't know. I think I just think he would have had a nice pop from that crowd once they hear his music. But now we're not going to hear that no more. So it's kind of feel like Monday Night Raw is a little empty now. Mm. On top of that, like, when when seeing Braun wrestle in the ring, it's it's always it's always love because mm-hmm. you know you know when it's like some of like some of the main event you see him he's like probably like maybe high fiving people or or you know anything like that sort of thing because it's rare to see him do that but he's always like the powerhouse like the guy you're always supposed to be afraid of and. There's a point that he was like, you know, giving people high fives and everything, and and it was happy to see. But now we ain't gonna see that no more because he's gone. So realistically, the only top big men that are on Monday Night Raw is Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Sheamus. I'm hoping Keith, Keith Lee comes back. I'm still hoping Keith Lee is there on Monday Night Raw. So if he's still there, then that's four big men. I get you. I get you, though. Um, but, yeah, um, another yeah, another person, the second person, um, Aleister Black. Oof. He oh, got, boy, this one's going to be talked about a lot. Especially <laughs> from the fans. Um, Alistair Black is not one of, is not just one of NXT's favorite. He is the WWE's universe's favorite wrestler. Because if you have to go back in NXT, it was, it was NXT. Sorry. Like I was telling, like I was telling Antoine before. No, I went to two live NXT matches, events. I've seen him, Aleister Black versus Velveteen Dream. And I've mm-hmm. seen Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano. And just the fact that the chemistry was there, the energy was there, the whole crowd was there. It was, it was, um, it was just great. It was great. And knowing the fact that he dabbed me up, he shook my hand, he signed my championship replica belt. It kind of feels a little empty knowing the fact that he's not there. As a fan, and I especially feel like as a worker, it hurts a lot because, you know, especially working for the WWE, you've been busting your ass for years for, and you finally get to what you need to be in, then you're cut within a couple of years. It's very mm-hmm. sad. And like I was saying before, I wouldn't be 
surprised if Ricochet would be released in the next set before the year ends. And if Ricochet or Shinsuke Nakamura do get released, I'm going to be officially done with WWE until further notice because I just feel like those two men that I had just mentioned, they could have been at least world champions by now. But you know how logic, their WWE logic is. They want to go after like the bigger, bigger men like Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley, basically, or or for or even Randy Orton because he's been in the company for for a long time. They want to go after their old school stars that they that they've you know made the made the brand so successful. But with looking at but looking at old school stars that's been that's still in WWE to this day. What about the potential upcoming stars that's coming from NXT? What's coming from 205 Live? What's coming from NXT India? There's a, there's just a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential, and I'm just afraid Vince McMahon's not going to acknowledge them, and I feel like he's just going to throw them in the in the scramble, which is not right. But, um, yeah, just Aleister Black, he, he was a great wrestler. Um, good on the mic. Definitely good in the ring. Um his energy with the crowd was good when he was a good guy. Um, he recently just came back. He debuted it as a heel. Um, he was he was telling stories about the Dark Father, and he was about to be in a storyline with Big E. And I thought that was going to be a hell of a Hell in a Cell match. Like, if they weren't thinking about it, I would have put them two in a Hell in a Cell. I would have built up that storyline to where Alistair Black would just be like, I'm going to kill you. Like, have the dog father, like, I want to possess him or in some way and just tell Big E, your sign of positivity is nothing to my negativity. So it will be like a little back and forth, back and forth type of program. And I think it could have been settled in hell in a cell, but I feel like WWE missed their opportunity with Alistair Black. Big time. Like, we're, and plus, on top of that, they were they were just in a triple threat match like what last week Friday? Oh yeah, it was it was um not nah, it was a fatal four way. It was Biggie, Apollo Cruz, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. It was a great main event, man. Such a great main event for the, for the Intercontinental Championship too. The belt was on the line in the main event. And now, like he he put up he was he was a good. He was like, I know he just started becoming a heel, but it was a good potential for a good heel. He could have been world champion within the next six months if they built him correctly. Simple he as that. Been, he could have been intercontinental champion by the next pay-per-view. <laughs> most likely. But then at the same time, most championship matches that have uh, heel versus heel don't work out too well. But I mean, with Aleister Black, with how he carried his character... They mm-hmm. would have treated Alistair as the face in that rivalry versus Apollo. And and then me as a fan, I would have treated um Alistair as a as a face as well because you know he's one of my favorite one of my favorite wrestlers, even though he's a bad guy. I mean I still treat him as a good guy. I still see him in his NXT days, but I I guess the past is the past and I just wish him good the best of luck. Yeah, um I know the past is the past now. And he was cut randomly. He even he even admitted, like, yo, I was just doing doing my thing, and randomly this WWE decided just to cut me out of nowhere. I don't know why they they cut him randomly. I don't know what the reason was, but 
he just got cut and without without us knowing it's, it's like you could have just gave us a reason why but knowing WWE they're not going to do that they're just going to release him and then let it be oh man like I said before you know I'm not a biased WWE fan you know I was brought up in that in that um how you say in that lifestyle watching WWE, but with how things have been recently in the past couple of years, uh, WWE has just became more bland, more bland, more bland, more bland. And I, the, the wrestlers that they got right now on the main roster, even on NXT have so much potential to carry the next generation. It's just the fact with Vince McMahon still running, still head of the table. It's, it's just not going to work out. It's simple. It's just not going to work out. And top it out, still in his old ways. It's that that's what I'm saying. It's just it's not gonna work out. So I remember back when it was 2012. This was when CM Punk was literally just about to leave the company with the mm-hmm. WWE championship. He laid an infamous pipe bomb. I remember he said this company will be better off after Vince McMahon is dead, but it was gonna be ran by his doofus son-in-law and his crazy daughter or something like that. And me as a kid, listening to that, watching that, I wouldn't think it would have been true. But now that we're older, now that we're understanding how the business works, maybe CM Punk was onto something. Maybe he was ahead of his time. Maybe there was something that needed to be said, but they kept secret. So, yeah, I just think WWE has the potential. It's just they're not wanting to go for it. And recently, um, do you remember Jason Jordan, a part of the American Alpha with Chad Gable? Yep. So Jason, so Jason Jordan, he's a part of the main creative writers for um, Raw, and I think the last two Raws that were just shown on TV, they weren't bad, they weren't good, but they were. It wasn't bad, but that's because he took over as creative. So I just feel like within time he's gonna get better and he's gonna start using, utilizing a lot more superstars, and with how WWE is right now. They're just pretty much in a shithole right now. They're just trying to figure out who they want their next guy to be instead of building a foundation for the future, instead of doing what they need to do for the future. They're building more of the old guys more than the new guys because then when it comes up for the next calls, so with the next call-ups from NXT, it's going to potentially ruin their desire to come to the main roster because if they're just going to get cut, what's the point of moving up? Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano had said that they wanted to stay in NXT to avoid the main roster because they don't want to be released or demoted or put in any shitty storyline. And I completely understand where they're coming from and look what they're doing in NXT right now. It's NXT has been a better brand more than the main roster itself. And that's what I was saying before. I feel like NXT will become the main roster, not be a part of it, not be one of it, but it will be the main roster just with how their product is right now. Triple H is running it. William Regal is running it. Shawn Michaels is running it. Road Dog is running it. It's just a great product overall. But enough with the Aleister Black situation. Let's go ahead and switch over to Ruby Riot. There's really not much to speak upon Ruby Riot. You know, she's been around since about early 2016, about 2017. She was with the Riot Squad. She was with Sarah Logan. She was with Liv Morgan. And they didn't really do much as a team, but I felt like the potential was always there. They just never utilized them. Yeah. Um, with Ruby Riot, I feel like out of the three of them, she was the more superior wrestler. She knew how to 
talk in the ring. She knew how to fight in the ring. She knew how to interact with the fans. But now that she's gone, literally, Liv Morgan's by herself. I'm hoping they push her. I'm hoping they turn her heel on one of her friends on SmackDown. I'm hoping she does something and actually elevates herself to the women's championship. Maybe put into the whole Bianca Belair and Bailey, and maybe Liv Morgan. Who knows? We're going to find out in the next couple weeks. But give me your take on Ruby Riot. Um. Yeah, I feel like Ruby Riot is a, like is a good wrestler. Yeah, I know she was ever since you know they were they um they came out with the women tag team titles. I know they've been trying to get that for a good three years straight. <laughs> it's been a battle for them to get those. Um, I know they're they're like tag team material, but I really want to see them. I really wanted to see them probably like branch out a bit, try to get like, you know, one of one of the members of the right squad get like, you know, the Raw Women's Championship or the SmackDown Women's Championship, and the other two get the the women tag team titles, something like that. But they like WWE didn't just just they couldn't like push them enough, and they were like stuck where they had so. I understand that y'all had to cut her, but y'all could have like y'all could have just pushed her more. It's not it's not even her fault why she's cut. It's y'all's fault. You don't really push re- y'all don't really push wrestlers enough to their full potential to the point they complain that they don't like it or they you just randomly cut them because we don't need you anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like like WWE, if you want if you want if you want wrestlers to stay. And you want them, like, you know, to become better, push them to become better. That's all you got to do. Put them into a potential storyline that will help them out. And that's what what I was saying before. Like, there's no love. There's no support. There's no motivation anymore. Back in the day, there was hella support from almost every wrestler. I remember back in WrestleMania 35 when Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar for the Universal Heavyweight Championship. They went backstage Brock Lesnar had congratulated Seth Rollins on beating him. It's like little shit like that means a lot. Like, and especially to somebody that is a dick that doesn't care about anybody else's feelings. He even went backstage to congratulate Seth Rollins on beating him for the title. Like that really says a lot. That says that's actions speak louder than words. I feel you. I feel you completely. And it's it's crazy to me that like potential stars like that gone gone just gone and it's and that and that's the thing too with AEW on the rise now like recently I've been watching AEW even though I'm not a fan of it their product is not good but I wouldn't say they're as good as WWE but I definitely believe there's room to, for improvement. I believe they're going to be better than WWE eventually if they keep acting up like this. AEW is literally what WWE is afraid of. And with them releasing people like Braun Strowman and Aleister Black, pff, what are you guys doing? Are you guys, what are you guys doing? Are you guys smoking on Daniel Bryan's wooden championship when he was champion? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, it's, like, I don't know. But going on to the next person... I was kind of, I wasn't surprised, but I was also kind of like, eh, it was kind of coming. Lana. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Lana. 
Yes, mm-hmm. she wasn't the best wrestler in the ring. Yes, her mic skills wasn't the best, but I know she was slowly but steadily improving as a wrestler and definitely as a character. Um, with the whole situation with Miro, formerly known as Rusev in WWE, he's, he's TNT champion right now in AEW. He says right there that AEW likes pushing their superstars more than WWE. And uh, Lana came about in 2015. No, it was like 2014 with Rusev when he first started NXT. And I told myself, she's going to be a star. She's definitely going to be a star. She won't be a manager for too long. And look how that happened. She joined the team with Naomi. They could have been um, Raw Tag Team Champions, but they dropped the ball on them, unfortunately. And Lana's released. So there's that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that, one? Like, oh, yeah, I know, I know Lana had a lot of storylines. Dolph Ziggler, Summer Rae, uh, the I mean, Almighty WWE Champion. I, 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 I don't even know how to fucking process that one. That was just a weird one just to look at. And I just, and I think it's a major loss. I think Lana is a major loss out of the whole five that was listed as the release because as much as we loved Braun Strowman, as much as we loved Murphy, as much as we loved Aleister Black, I feel like Lana is definitely a huge miss in the women's division because the women's division has been looking a lot smaller on the main rosters recently in the past couple of weeks. And I don't know if much people have been noticing it, but I've been noticing it. And it's kind of like, why are you releasing more women than men? Like the women's division is already small as it is. Why you keep deleting them? It's you know and making it smaller, like com like compact at that point. Like at that point, you might as well just force. See and and see and here's a topic that needs to be discussed. So, I just believe the whole draft split, the whole draft in general, split rosters. I don't think it's really working out as much anymore because with these new recent releases. It's not really working out. I just think WWE needs to put Ron SmackDown back together as one show. Back in 2015, Tuan, back in 2014, 2015, it was like that. When all the Ron SmackDown superstars fought on both shows. And it was just good. It was just good wrestling back then. Like, ever since that brand split happened, shit has not been the same. Mm-mm. So it's kind of like you might as well just merge the rosters back together and just have all the wrestlers fight with each other again to boost ratings, especially with the live audience coming back on July 16th. I think it's time for the split rosters to come back together again. But that's just my opinion. I wouldn't mind seeing split rosters coming back together as one. I don't mind seeing that. Because then, then, yeah, I mean, you still have the Universal Championship, and then, yeah, you still have the WWE World Championship. I get that. But it's like, back in the day, that's what they also did, you know. Um, technically, the World Heavyweight Championship was still a part of SmackDown. But you still had Raw superstars come to SmackDown and try to challenge them for the title. And then it was vice versa. You had SmackDown superstars, superstars come into Raw wanting to fight for the WWE Championship. So, I mean, I kind of think it benefits both ways. But going on to the next and final person of the release, uh, Buddy Murphy. There's a lot of stuff I want to say about Murphy. I do too. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to fit in, in this in this episode. <laughs> but Twan, yeah. go ahead first. I'm already talking too much. Yeah, man. Um, with Murphy, I loved him. I loved him as as a wrestler. I loved his personality off like off camera. 
Um, just think about he was with Ricochet and Aleister Black in NXT. Yep. Yes, he was. The high flyers of NXT. The most, the sorry, the most athletic people. Not most athletic, but like you know, the people mostly the wrestlers that do a lot of flips and moon salts and you know going through tables a lot, like those type of wrestlers. And I love those type of wrestlers because yeah, the old style is good, like the aggression, like how like Roman Reigns is and Braun Strowman. I like those wrestlers, but I like, to be honest with you, I like the high flyers more because you really don't see anything like what like, you know, the big time wrestlers will do. Exactly. You don't see them them jumping out of the rings. Like, like, you know, Braun, like Braun, like you see, you see like once or twice, maybe something by Roman Reigns jumping out the ring. Like he was like like way before like way before like COVID like around like what WrestleMania thirty thirty five I'm guessing that's funny because I was literally just about to say that I was about to say Drew McIntyre has done a lot of flips out the ring too maybe like once or twice as well so <laughs> so I like I like that's why I like I'm saying I like seeing high flyers because they're like the most entertaining ones. They, they really are. Because if 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 you have to go back to like one of the matches, I'm gonna go off topic for a sec. If you have to go back to one of the matches, Mustafa Ali versus uh, Cedric Alexander. I forgot what WrestleMania this was. This um, was um this was WrestleMania 35 for the cruiserweight title. Okay, so and uh, also too, John Cena was in the crowd when that match was going down. Once you see that, yeah, he was. I don't remember that huge flip that they both did, but it was it was a shocking flip even for me to look at. Like I didn't expect that at all. Like he took him, and they both did back like I did a moon salt with some other flip into mixed into it, and they both hit the you know the mat hard. Like I was shocked. You even see John Cena's eyes. He was like, "What." That that was never done before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I love high flyers. I mean, I like the te- I like the powerhouses. I like the high flyers. I like the technicians. Um, like I like those type of wrestlers. You know, we don't see that a lot often in this new generation WWE. Um, it's kind of more like industrious. Everyone's just kind of doing their own shit right now, which is kind of hard because, like I was saying before. WWE has a problem solidifying their face of the company and with how they're doing things now, you're not going to find another face of the company unless it's Roman Reigns. Because at, at one point, back in 2017, I believe, it was like mm-hmm. 2017, 2019, it was Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was the man at that time. Forget Becky Lynch for a second. Seth Rollins was the man of that time period. But then when Roman came back as Tribal Chief... That was it. Roman Reigns became the official face of WWE. On top of that, once he got back that title, it was Oos. Jay Uso. Yeah. Versus a high flyer. Versus his own cousin, Roman Reigns. Yeah. 
I didn't expect that to 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 you know cousins to uh go against each other that aggressively. Like when I, when I saw that match, when I saw those two back to back matches, I was like, "Are we gonna see a potential Jay Uso main event?" Now on top of that, become a universal champion. I really thought it was gonna happen too. I really he, thought it was gonna happen. I thought that was. I literally thought that was going to happen because we've seen Jay and Jimmy Uso in the tag team like division for years. Oh, man. I used to love watching them. I grew up watching since, them. Since since Florida tag team, you probably didn't, you probably didn't know if I remember that. Since all the way back then, 09 for them and then coming to WWE in like 010, 2010. Them dominating the, the Usos the, established themselves as a dominant tag team, and it's event Jay Uso. So it's like seeing main event Jay Uso now. It kind of really shows what WWE can do with their people if they use them right. Like, like if we have to like just recap them, Usos like when they first started, it was <laughs> it was tights. Them tight ass tights, <laughs> them tight ass wrestling tights with face paint, and they moved on to gym shorts, but leather gym shorts with face paint. That's then what I'm saying, me, though. That's what that's what made them pop out to the audience. That's what pushed was, them to the. <laughs> then it's um, and all the shit they did in their entrance um back in the day. That's what established them. Um, but it really just shows who you can make a superstar, who you can make a main event caliber superstar out of. Because if they really wanted to, they can make Jimmy Uso a main event superstar too if they really want. But I think they're just focusing on Jay and Roman right now as the main guys on SmackDown. But I just think think overall, WWE just needs to get their shit together and they just need to start using the people correctly before everybody leaves on them and goes to another promotion. I'm not surprised that people already left them already with with this re, uh with this recent releases. I won't be surprised. Like I said, dude. I mean, if Ricochet or Shinsuke Nakamura is in the next set of firings, I'm done <laughs> because them two could have been world champions by now. They missed Shinsuke Nakamura's opportunity at WrestleMania 35 versus AJ Styles. As much as I loved that dream match, as much as I wanted AJ to win, I really wanted Shinsuke to win his first title reign. Like I wanted him to enjoy it, but. Instead, they made him turn heel at the end of the match, and I was like, "Damn, what a twist! <laughs> what a twist!" On top of that, we were gonna see if you remember that gauntlet match. We're about to see a potential Roman Reigns versus Nakamura storyline for the Universal Title. Yeah, and they kind of just brushed it off, and I hated that. They brushed and, it off. Like I know. Like, Jay, I know that's your cousin and everything, but give someone else, like, a run, man. I know, I mean, I know, like, we have Cesaro and everything. Yeah, like, I would like to see Cesaro as a, in a universal title, with a universal title. I don't, I don't want to see that. But get other potential superstars that deserve it more, like Cesaro, in that lineup. I mean, I mean, if they would have kept Aleister Black, he could have been definitely one of them boys, but you already know what happened. 
Hmm. Like, I know it's upsetting. It's definitely upsetting. Like, there's so much, there's so much that WWE can fix, but they just choose not to because they're worried about ratings. They're worried about NXT. They're worried about their potential rivalry with their rivalry with um AEW. That's they're worried about their ratings going down. Your your ratings. Already went way down when you released Samoa Joe and Billy Kay. Yeah, I, I, I definitely because as soon as I saw Samoa Joe getting released, I was like, bro, he was literally just about to get back in the ring and go back for that world title. Like, <laughs> like you basically made this man come fly out to Tampa, host WrestleMania just for him to get cut the next day. They literally cut him the next day, and I was like. What the fuck just happened? This man, this man was doing a good hosting job in the rain. Yeah. It he was, was raining in Tampa. He and was he, solid. He was very he solid was on solid the holding his ground. Yes, we know there was many mistakes because wrestlers kept slipping. I know that, but still it still became a solid WrestleMania that everybody loved. I mean, he was also very solid on the raw commentary team too. And he was on the commentary team for almost a whole year because they were waiting for him to get cleared. And as soon as they cleared him and as soon as he wanted to get back in. And that's just the thing with us wrestling fans. Like, how are you going to do that to such a good, deserving wrestler no matter what's going on? It's kind of like us, the fans, are kind of just like, what's going to happen next? Like, who's going to be next in line? And now that's another thing the writers and creative has got to worry about. Who's going to be next in line? Who's going to be this? Who's going to do that? So with them losing Braun Strowman and with them losing Aleister Black, there's already two main event guys out the picture, and that's sad. It's it's it's, it's sad, man. It's really sad. So so what, so what are you gonna do? Have Goldberg come back and be a, another Universal Championship winner? Hell that's yeah, it. hell yeah. He's a young upcoming talent that needs to be shown to the world. Like, I love Goldberg. I know he still got it, man. <laughs> but, bruh, your time is gone. I swear to God, if him and Roman Reigns would have had that WrestleMania 36 match, Roman would have destroyed him. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, he would have been destroyed. He, Drew McIntyre destroyed Goldberg. Imagine what Roman Reigns would have done. Bruh. But, um, just overall... WWE just needs to get their shit together. They need to start thinking outside the box and they need to start utilizing their workers unless 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 something drastic happens. Unless who knows, Antoine, who knows? Maybe they are waiting for the live crowd to come back to do better storylines. We're in a Thunderdome right now until further notice. So why not? Maybe they're just waiting for a live crowd. Who knows? Is there anything else you want to add on before we add? Um, yeah, one thing. I was so pissed, bro, that I literally DM'd WWE myself. <laughs> and this is and I'm gonna pull it up right now and I'm gonna I'm just gonna let you know exactly what I said because I sent this an hour ago, four hours ago. Hell yeah, um, go ahead. Y'all release Braun Strowman, WTF. I don't I don't know what y'all doing to the stars that have potential, but y'all are taking a massive L right now. And I did again, massive L. (laughs) 
Yep, it was a massive L. Braun Strowman was literally about to be this generation's big show. He was literally going to take over. Like, oh my gosh. I... But um, also one thing I do want to add in real quick um, before we add it here. Y'all need to go check out NXT. Whoever is watching, listening to our podcast right now, and if you guys are major WWE fans or even maybe casual fans, you guys should definitely go check out NXT every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. on the USA Network. NXT is developing and getting so much better as a brand, as a show, and it's literally becoming better than the main roster. And I hate to say it, but I'm a big fan of NXT. I love NXT. I've been to two of their live events, and it's amazing. So if anybody's just listening or watching, just go ahead and go check out NXT. You won't you won't regret it. For real, like NXT like has become bigger and bigger by the minute. And I love it. Like I said, I really like that storyline with um Andy Hartwell right now and Dexter Loomis, I think that's a really good like storyline. If you even watched uh, last night, where uh, where she, like Andy Hartwell after I don't know if this was before or after her match, but she had the headphones in, looking like to, like listening to eighties rock music because how how sad she like she made Dexter, and. I was like, yo, this is a really good storyline. Because obviously, I know she's faking it. Obviously, all like obviously she's faking it. But at the same time, it's like a good storyline. Because we actually, like, because, like, her, her friend, like, Cindy was like, yo, what, what are you, like, what are you listening to? And she took it. I'm like, really? 80s rock? She's like, no, 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 no. Put your phone down. No, we're like, forget about Dexter. And then moments later, Dexter saw the headphones Picked them up, started and took the phone, started listening to the music while shedding a tear. Damn, that's quality. That's quality storyline right there. It's just continuous, continuous, continuous. And then especially, and then especially, way, um, NXT title picture right now. You got Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gargano versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Karrion Cross at the next. NXT TakeOver in your house. And I'm going to tell you this right now, I'm definitely watching that and I'm definitely going for either Kyle O'Reilly or Karrion Cross to retain the title. I don't think any of them other boys are going to win it. It's just too early for them. Mm. Pete, Dunn, Pete Dunn's got, not to interrupt you, but uh, Pete Dunn definitely has potential. Adam Cole, you already know Adam Cole's got potential. You already know Johnny Gorgano's got that potential. But it's like, Maybe we need a new champion, which is Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe we need to see him with the title, see how he carries it for the next couple months. And then maybe if you want to establish Karrion Cross as a killer, uh, as a killer heel, as a killer champion, make him retain and make him demolish everybody in that fatal five-way match and make him the champion. Or maybe, or maybe during this year's Survivor Series, maybe we'll see... Roman Reigns of SmackDown versus Bobby Lashley of Raw versus Karrion Cross of NXT in a triple threat match. Who knows? If that happens, if NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown happen again, and they do all the champions against each other... It's going to be lit. It's definitely going to be lit. Gosh, that would be so good. 2019 um, Survivor Series was lit. It was probably the, one of the best Survivor Series of recent memory. So, I mean, especially with the live crowds... I feel like Survivor Series would definitely be in front of a live crowd. 
Like definitely. Oh my gosh. I would I would definitely definitely love to see that. Oh man. And and also too with um I'm gonna like we're gonna talk about a little bit about NXT, about their what they're doing and their potential storylines. Um NXT like with first off with uh Gargano, there was there was no way he was gonna retain that title. No, of course not. Like, do you see how big that man is? That man crushed him. The colossal Bronson Reed. Like, that's the name of his move is the colossal. Like we can know we know why the name is Colossal. I mean shit, dude, like even even after Bronson Reed has his NXT North American title reign, he can even go for the NXT title whenever he feels like it. They can they they'll I feel like they'll pull the Keith Lee trigger on him and make him if not a double champion, they'll make him NXT champion if he drops the North American title. But that's what I'm saying though. NXT has so much potential right now, more than more than main roster right now, and it's sad. Is very sad. NXT is like where you're supposed to start, mm-hmm. and then like build your audience, build your respect, build your momentum, and then go on to the main roster. Nah, then- nah. NXT has turned that around. NXT is the main roster now. NXT has the audience that Raw and SmackDown are supposed to have. NXT has a bigger, better audience than the main roster. That's crazy. Even if you even look back when Edge was like, you know, won the, you know, the Royal uh, the the Royal Rumble, um, he he was literally looking at Finn Balor. He was like, I came here because I never had that. And when I saw him point at the NXT title, I'm like, Ooh. I would like to see this match. Oh, uh, dude, I was hoping for Finn Balor versus Edge. I was hoping for that, but. Of course, he went after Roman because, you know, the Universal title is the closest thing to the World Heavyweight title. The big gold. Which I understand completely. But, I mean, it also would have been logical if Edge would have went after Drew McIntyre, which was champion at the time. But then he lost it to The Miz and then The Miz lost it to Bobby Lashley. I get that part. But, I don't know. I just feel like it would have been a good storyline if he would have chose Finn. If it was Finn, oh my gosh, it's like Edge, the the Hall of Famer, the opportunist Edge as NXT champion. Just think about it. Just think about it this way. If the announcer would have said this, and your new NXT champion, the rated R superstar Edge, like that would have sent chills down my back. Like, you've never heard that before. We always, so, we, like, we always heard, like, the, the new world heavyweight champion, the rated R superstar, or the new, you know... WWE champion. WWE champion. Edge. Star, Edge. We, we hear that, but we've never heard... A rated R superstar North American champion, a rated R superstar NXT champion, a star NXT tag team champion. Man, if 
and then just and then just with the idea of Edge being on NXT, think about the possible rivalries he would have had. Like we said before, Edge versus Finn Balor, Edge versus Adam Cole, Edge versus Tommaso Ciampa, Edge versus Johnny Gargano. Like and the biggest one, Edge versus Cross. That's what I'm saying. Like the possibilities was there, just he didn't choose NXT. He didn't choose NXT for his brand. And I'm surprised he didn't because there was a lot of reports saying that Edge was going to switch brands to go to NXT, but instead he chose from Raw to SmackDown. And I was like, I guess that's logical. I guess you might as well start where you was before you left. Which I understand. But if, but if, if Edge was to choose where he's supposed to go, go to NXT in our opinion. I would have I would have loved it. I would have loved his decision going to NXT. That would have been definitely something to look forward to every Tuesday. Like, who knows? He, who, who knows? He could have been champion probably still till today. Who knows? Like I love like I love Edge. I love how we I just love just love him in general. Like even if you can even if you think about someone like the stars from the main roster, Raw or SmackDown. I'm not even talking about the new ones. I'm talking about the ones that you see right now. Like, we already seen Drew McIntyre and, you know, all those. But I'm talking about what if we saw, I don't know, Braun Strowman or we saw, like, just one of the other stars, Bobby Lashley. Like, any one of those big, big, big-time wrestlers see them in NXT as either NXT champion or North American champion. Shoot, even double champion. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even see it as a demotion. I would see it as an opportunity. Shit. As yeah, exactly. Instead of demotion, it's a promotion. That's why, and that's why I was saying early in the podcast, like, you know, Andrade wanted to go back to NXT to start all over again to get his character fresh to come back to the main roster ready to go. But Vince McMahon was like, no, I want you here. It's either you stay here or you leave. So Andrade said, okay, I'll leave. And again, I don't blame him for his decision. Uh, anything else, Antoine, before we out of here? Um, to, to sum up everything... Just WWE, just WWE needs uh, to do better. They need, they need to chill. They they need to stop smoking that crack that they got going on. No, Vince McMahon needs to stop smoking that crack. Vince McMahon needs to go away. He needs to give the. He needs to surrender. He needs to retire. That's what he needs to do. He needs to give the. He needs to give the company to either Shane or fucking Triple H. Either or, but until until Vince surrenders, WWE is just gonna continue the way they are right now, and it's. And Unfortunately, we got to deal with it. On top of that, y'all gonna be losing stars, and not only that, y'all gonna be losing fans. And you shoot, you probably gonna even lose all the, you know, all the, all the merch that people buying, buying and stuff. Yeah, that's going to trash too. I'm telling you, AEW is gonna be the next big thing if WWE keeps up doing what they're doing. Like, like if we have to think about it, like. Who like who from WWE left, left and went to AEW? Do I have to name off Sting? One of them left recently. Mark Henry. 
He went to AEW. Yup. Uh, Cody Rhodes went to AEW. You saw um one of who is you know you know that old uh you know that wrestler that woman wrestler she was she's a black wrestler back right uh back in the attitude area. I, I talking about Jack. I talking about Jackie. I think that's I think that's who I'm going for. But she she was with WWE at one point, way back when. She's she's obviously a Hall of Famer. The black woman. I don't remember her name. It must have been it must have been Jackie. There's there's nobody else that's coming to mind to me. But right. if, y'all, nah. if, if y'all know if y'all know and y'all hearing this, if y'all know, then y'all know. But um well yeah, she she was she went to AEW. Not not for long, but she was in the, she was in AEW for a while. Um, who else am I thinking of? Chris Jericho left. He yep. went to AEW. Dean Ambrose now now. Yeah, yep. Dean Ambrose was definitely used by WWE because of his character. Yep. Left. Left. Like I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is still true or not to this day, but he his last day on on WWE he only got paid five hundred dollars. What? He got ripped off. What? Five hundred dollars, yo, that is finesse. That is the definition of finesse. That's ridiculous. So. I can see why he's on AEW now. The man's doing much better. New personality, new everything. He looks a lot happier too. He looks a lot more happier. And who and who left with him? Renee. Renee left with him. So yo yo yep, so, and, they, yep and and she's pregnant right now. They're enjoying their life. They're doing what they want to do. So it's kind of ironic how it's kind of ironic how. WWE is seen as a prison, as a as an ex, as not an escape, but as a lockdown. And AEW is the escape. You know, it's kind of sad to see it that way, but that's how it is. Not just AEW, TNA, Impact Wrestling. They're like they're like the escapes now. Mm-mm. I remember when I remember when everybody was trying to leave. Um, I remember when people were trying to leave Impact Wrestling and other promotions to go to WWE. Now it's tables are turned. Now, now, now WWE wrestlers are trying to leave WWE to go to TNA and Impact Wrestling. Oh boy, I don't know. W just like I said before, WWE just needs to get their shit together before it's too late. Before they lose everybody else, because. I wouldn't be surprised if Seth Rollins, let's say Seth Rollins out of everybody, would want to leave one day. And let's say Becky Lynch wants to leave with him since that's his wife. So let's say them two want to leave. There goes half of your merchandise sales. There goes half of your endorsements. There goes half of your advertising gone. So WWE needs to play it chill until they know how to manage their, their employees correctly. They're, they're like WWE starting to to be on very thin ice for me. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm still going to continue watching it, and to in a certain. I'm going to continue watching it. I'm not going. I I will. But once you, but once we see a wrestler that you should not take off, we're done. We're completely done with y'all. 
That yeah. goes for, that that goes for belts. That goes for shirts. That goes for everything. We're done. Yep. With that goes for everything, including NXT. Yeah, that that that's gonna go. Yep. Too. NXT is definitely not off limits. It's not off limits. Don't worry. I will I will watch it from time to time, but I won't be like into it like I was before. As soon as you as soon as you cut, as soon as you on that line, like like they do in uh in Hercules, click, yeah. you're done. <laughs> but so again, like I said, just we need we're we just gonna have to see what happens in the next couple months, maybe a year with WWE now that the fans are coming back, now that things should be going back to in quotations normal. Um I believe I that's I believe that's it. Yeah, like just yeah. One last thing, I'm happy that they're having crowds back. Um, I hope everybody enjoys themselves when Summer Summer Slam has an audience again. Um, everybody, I know it's still. I know we're we're Corona is starting to leave us, but uh, still keep everybody keep you know six feet away from people, but still have fun in the process. Um, no, of course, stay cautious, stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. Um. But yeah, that's all I got, man. And Woo. like I said to everybody else out there, especially the people that we got released, I hope y'all, I hope y'all, you know, do do well in wherever you're going. And if we see you on, you know, on AW or Impact, we definitely will be watching you. Well, beautiful people, thank you guys so, so much for listening to our podcast. This was just something we needed to get off our chest for today, especially with these releases. <laughs> anyways, anyways, I'm Doozy. It's your boy ATV2. And thank you for listening to our organized mess. Appreciate y'all. We out. Y'all have a good day. Thank you so much. <laughs>